unworthy of love. And I didn't even, you know, consciously I'm like, of course I'm worthy of love. But my subconscious brain was telling me a different story. And, um, and shadow work is really what has helped me to recognize why I felt so much shame, why I felt like it wasn't enough, why I couldn't speak my truth. Hello and welcome to the Power Within Us podcast and I'm your host Megan Bolt. On this podcast my goal is to help you connect to the truth of who you are, your authentic self, and to create and manifest a life that is beyond your wildest dreams. We will cover all things mindset, money, manifestation, authenticity, healing, subconscious reprogramming, and badassery. When we step into our truth and our authentic selves, our lives become a direct reflection of the best of who we are. We begin to feel truly alive. So let's let the magic begin. Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Power Within Us podcast. My name is Megan, and I am super stoked for this episode today because we're talking all about shadow work. And shadow work is something that has completely changed my life in the past couple of months. I've been aware of the practice of shadow work for about a year, maybe a year and a half, uh, but I've really, really dove in deep into this work in the past couple months and it has just changed my life. And so I wanted to come on here and share with you all what I've learned about shadow work, what shadow work is, how we can do shadow work and how it will help us come back to our authentic selves. The way that like I see like coming back to our authentic selves and harnessing our true inner power is like this healing process of peeling back these layers of ourselves that um, are not us or these layers of guilt, layers of shame, layers of limiting beliefs that we've picked up from other people. And so, and that is what shadow work will help you with. Shadow work, oh, it's, it's just so good. So I'm excited to talk about this today. So I guess let's just dive right in. So shadow, shadow work is, I think it was first coined by Carl Jung, and I did not prepare anything that Carl Jung said about it, but I think shadow, or Carl Jung was the first philosopher who talked about shadow work and this dark part of ourselves. Actually, let me just look it up real quick, a quote by Carl Jung. Okay, so here is what it says about Carl Jung. It says, the shadow, wrote Jung in 1963, is that hidden, repressed, for the most part, inferior and guilt-laden personality whose ultimate ramifications reach back into the realm of our animal ancestors and so compromise the whole historical aspect of the unconscious. So this is a pretty, this is a pretty, um, that was a pretty deep quote, but that's what Carl Jung said about it. But if that didn't really make sense, an easier way to think about what the shadow is, is the shadow is basically the culmination of the parts of ourselves that we've disowned, are ashamed of, or try to hide from the world. So one of my mentors and coaches, Sam Daly, talked about this in a program that I'm taking with her as she talked about it in terms of this um, metaphor or analogy. So she was saying like the shadow is basically like pretend you have a a box and 
in this box is where you hide all of these parts of yourselves that you don't think are lovable, that you don't like, that you don't think should be shown to the world. You put them all in this box and you put the lid on this box and you hide it under your bed and you don't look at it. And these, it's just that part of yourself that you've tucked away. And so we, and we don't want to look at it. We don't want to deal with it. But the problem with that is that even if it's like still under the bed or tucked away, it's still there. And oftentimes like this, like trying to ignore this part of ourself or disown these parts of ourselves will manifest itself in different ways. And so like if we have disowned parts of ourselves, we'll often try to compensate to prove that we are not these things. Um, and I'll get more into this later. I guess a good example of this would be, um, I have a good story about myself that I, I wanted to share a little bit later, but just keep this in, that in mind and then we'll, we'll get back to it. So there, it's just like there are certain parts of ourselves that we believe are bad. And we might not even consider them parts of ourselves. They're just ways of being that we think are bad. And we might have picked up beliefs about these parts of ourselves from our parents, our school, um, anything in our upbringing environment. Like it could be from anywhere. And it could be from when you're a child where a, where a lot of your subconscious mind was formed. Or it could be, you know, throughout your life, you can still pick up shadow aspects. It's just shadow aspects of yourself that you maybe have expressed in the past and you were told they were bad. Like, say, like, anyway, maybe you like to sing. You like to dance and sing when you were younger. But there was one time when you were younger when you were dancing and singing and your parents were, like, telling, told you to stop doing that because you were annoying or, it like, or they were just telling you to stop doing it, maybe because it wasn't the right time. But the way you internalize that when you were younger is that it is bad to express yourself or it's bad to dance and sing um, because you will be reprimanded for it and it's not it's not wanted. And so you may have tucked away this part of yourself that, that loves dancing and singing and expressing yourself and you may have labeled it as like, you may be now afraid of being expressive, like for fear of being too much or fear of being annoying. Um, and so you've pushed that away into your shadow. And so even though you think like this part of yourself that wants to express yourself is bad, it's actually not. And um, you might not, you are likely not even consciously aware that you believe that. You may just not be, you may just be afraid to express yourself. So yeah, I mean, this can come up in so, so many ways. And this could be also be like, maybe you were told growing up that being sensual or sexual was a negative thing. So you suppress any sort of sensual or sexual expression. That's another, that's a very heavy, like societal shadow. Like society has shadows as well. Like society labels certain, certain ways of being as bad. And so a lot of us feel like things like sexual expression or sensuality, um, especially as women is a bad thing. And so this brings me to my next point that we judge other people for what we've disowned in ourselves. And this is a great way to get to know your shadow. I'll talk more later in the episode about how to really get to know what your shadow is and how to heal and integrate those parts of yourself. So, um, so we judge other people for what we've disowned in ourselves. So we can often, yeah, we can identify parts of our shadow by looking at what we judge in others. So, 
if you have a, sh for example, if you have that shadow aspect that tells you it's bad to be sensual or sexual, if you see another woman who's like fully embodied in her sexual or sensual energy and expresses this side of herself openly, you may judge her for doing so. Um, but this just means that you haven't owned this part of yourself where you think that this is a bad thing to be. So, and this is, this is pretty much like, you can apply this rule to literally everything. Like anything that you are judging in another person or you're triggered by in another person in the way that they live their life or that they are, you are disowning in yourself. Like this even goes for, like if you are really triggered by people who are maybe self-centered or anything like that, like that is also a shadow. Like, and that I think when I first kind of heard that, that's when I, I experienced quite a bit of resistance because I was like, no, like, if I see someone who's self-centered and narcissistic, like, that's not good. That's a bad thing, you know? And like, you, but um, it's not really inherently a bad thing. That's another thing with a shadow is like all these things we label as bad are not necessarily bad or there really isn't like... I mean, with obviously with a few maybe exceptions for like pure evil, but there are like a lot of these things we rejected in ourselves or think are bad or not actually bad. It's just the narrative that we've picked up about it being bad. Like it's all just stories that we've picked up from other people. And um, yeah, and so a big one, that's a big one is seeing other people as like narcissistic or self-centered and it's likely if we have a strong reaction to other people um you know being very self-focused we probably are I mean not always but we might be people pleasers ourselves like we we've disowned that part of ourselves that is um self-interested and so we feel like we need to be please other people or be so interested in other people to prove that we're not that narcissistic person, right? And so oftentimes, this doesn't always happen very drastically, you might not even notice it, but oftentimes with our shadow, like what we've denied in our shadow, we try to overcompensate for, um, to prove subconsciously or unconsciously that we are not our shadow. And so, so that's also why it's so important to get to know your shadow is... Um, we will act in certain ways to counter our shadow or ways in which we don't even realize that have to do with these disowned parts of ourselves, and we might not even know what those disowned parts of ourselves are. Additionally, why it's so important to bring our shadow into the light is that when we have all of these parts of ourselves that we've tucked away or are ashamed of, whenever a little bit of these parts of ourselves might appear, we might feel deep, deep shame and guilt. And shame is probably, like for me, it's probably, it's like the most dehabilitating emotion. And when we experience shame, it's when we feel like that part of ourselves is unworthy or unlovable and we may all experience this to different degrees, but um, it can be totally debilitating. And this is where we may just feel stuck or we may just feel, this is how like fear manifests or fear of being ourselves or just if we feel like we don't know how to be ourselves and we just feel like we're just not enough. Like this is shame. And shame can be so sneaky because a lot of times we might not even know where it's coming from. And especially with the shadow, like we don't even realize that there are these disowned parts of ourselves because 
our brain just believes, our subconscious brain just believes that these things are bad. There's like no awareness, you know, if you're not doing shadow work, you're not aware like, oh, I've disowned these parts of myself. They're not actually bad. So when we do shadow work, it's so good just to be aware of your shadow because when you feel this deep shame, you can often pinpoint why. Like, oh, um, this part of my, you know, I expressed myself and I feel shame about it because I feel like, or my shadow tells me that it's bad to be that way, but it's actually not bad to express myself and be myself. And, and so that's the process of shadow work. So obviously, or you can probably see how um, keeping our shadow in the dark keeps us from really being our authentic selves because we may have like, like for that earlier story, if when you were younger, you love to dance and sing and express yourself, but you're told that was bad. And now you suppress those parts of yourself. Like that may be like really a part of you that you really want to express and you don't even realize it. Like you really want to be more expressive and, and more outgoing and more, um, you know, just have insert that part of your personality into your life but you don't even know why you feel blocked or why, um, or you may not even know that that's a part of yourself that you're missing because you think you feel like it's bad to express yourself. Maybe you just feel small or you just feel like you can never speak up or, um, or you just freeze in situations where you need to speak your truth or, um, and you may, this, you may also, um, you may judge other people for being overly expressive, or you might also feel jealousy for other people who are really expressed. Like your shadow can appear in different ways. So you may see all these people who are really embodied in their expression and and dancing and singing, and you may be like, wow, that's amazing. I wish I could do that, but I just, I can't. I feel blocked. Um, and so shadow work will help you to remove those blocks and reconnect to that part of yourself um, and kind of reintegrate those parts of yourself. So shadow work is really integrating all of these parts of ourself that we've disowned. And so, so now I just want to tell a little or give a little example from my own life and a, a shadow aspect that I've been working on in myself. So um, this has helped me for, I recently became aware, like maybe in the past couple of years, that sh I had so much shame about so many parts of myself. And I just, I didn't know how to release that shame or even where it was coming from. I just feel felt like I couldn't speak my truth. Like I just felt unworthy of love. And I didn't even, you know, consciously I'm like, of course I'm worthy of love. But my subconscious brain was telling me a different story. And, um, and shadow work is really what has helped me to recognize why I felt so much shame, why I felt like I wasn't enough, why I couldn't speak my truth. Um, so one part of my shadow that I've recently been working through is this idea of being inconsiderate. So for so long, I was so, so afraid of being inconsiderate and afraid that being inconsiderate meant I was a terrible person. And so this showed up for me in so many ways. In order to avoid the shadow, I always felt like I needed to prove that I wasn't inconsiderate. So I became a chronic people pleaser and would always try to make other people think that I was so thoughtful. But I just began to carry so much guilt and shame because I'd always think that I was doing or saying something wrong or inconsiderate or mean. Um, and even if I wasn't really, you know, it was just like this hypersensitivity because I was so afraid that I was going to be inconsiderate. And since I'd 
shoved away this part of myself and labeled it as bad. I, whenever, you know, I'd say something that I thought maybe could be perceived as inconsiderate, I'd think I was a bad person. And so I would often just freeze or be afraid to express myself in a lot of social situations out of fear of being inconsiderate. And that was a big thing for me for a long time. Um, And maybe something sometimes that I'm still working through is this idea, like my fight, flight, or freeze would enact and I would just freeze um, and be afraid to express myself because I was afraid that the shadow would express itself. And at the time, I didn't even know that it was a shadow aspect because I genuinely just believed at a subconscious level that it was a, I was a bad person if I was inconsiderate. And now I've done a lot of work to own the fact that sometimes I am inconsiderate and it's okay because I'm not responsible for other people's feelings or interpretations of what I mean. And, so, and, and if somebody gets offended by something, you know, that I, something that I say that they think is inconsiderate, um, that's just something that, you know, they're denying in themselves or that they've, they've chosen to perceive it in that way because I'm never, um, I'm never purposefully an inconsiderate or mean person. Um, if I, you know, speak my truth from love and from a place of like just being myself, it's okay. Like I can now like freely speak my truth from a place of love and not worry so much because how other people interpret my, what I say is not my responsibility. And it doesn't mean that I, you know, of course, like, you know, you want to be considerate and stuff, but you can't control how other people perceive what you say or do. And so if anyone were to think that I'm inconsiderate, now, because I've owned this within myself, and now I, now I know also that it's not a horrible thing to be a little bit of an inconsiderate person. Like, because it's such a, like, inconsiderate, being inconsiderate could be perceived in so many ways. Like, if I were to set a personal boundary that made someone else upset because they wouldn't get as much access to me, like, they could think that that's inconsiderate. But for me, that's self-care, you know? Or... Um, if I just assert what my truth is and someone else thinks it's inconsiderate, um, but it's just my truth and it's not, you know, it's not like purposefully like volatile, then, um, you know, they could perceive something that is inconsiderate, but to me, it's just speaking my truth. And so now like, I know that I'm, I'm an imperfect person too. Like sometimes maybe I will say something wrong. Um, but it doesn't mean that I'm a terrible person at my core. And so, Really, what this took for me is just being aware that I was so afraid of being considerate, um, owning this part of myself, and that sometimes I am inconsiderate, but also knowing that other how other people perceive me is not my responsibility and might be a part of their shadow. Like, if they strongly react to something within me, it's something they've denied within themselves, and, and um, it's just not my responsibility. And so this leads me to the last part of this episode, how to heal and own your shadow. So it's important to remember that doing so is a process and this process will probably never be over. Um, You know, we, there are so many parts of ourselves that we've been taught to deny or abandon and this, these parts of ourselves will be constantly evolving and we'll always be learning new things about ourselves, And that's okay. And that's the beauty of it is we're always just peeling back layers and becoming more self-aware. So the key, the, the key and the first step to healing and owning your shadow 
and integrating, really the key is integrating your shadow, is integrating all these parts of yourself and not being afraid of these parts of yourself anymore, knowing that you're an imperfect being and that's okay. And um, there's nothing really that's like inherently bad. So doing so as a process, the first step is being aware of what your shadow is. Like just bring awareness to your life and, and what comes up for you. So there are a lot of ways to do this to become aware of your shadow. So you can, number one, look at what you judge in other people and ask yourself, um, this may be a good time to get out your journal as well, asking yourself, what am I afraid? Um, oh, actually, wait, <laughs> I'm, going some, I'm going off on a different tangent. So looking at what other you judge in other people and journaling on this, like, um, or keeping a log, like, even like the smallest things, like you, maybe you see some girl like doing something and you're just like oh I don't like that um just catch yourself and be like why am I judging her because you know nothing's inherently bad it's an aspect of yourself that you're rejecting is why you're judging her and so always remember that's a good like it's good to like keep yourself in check too whenever you're judging other people like it usually has nothing to do with them and um everything to do with you and um so yeah, so then you can journal on things like, what am I afraid of people will think me think of me if I'm my full self? What do I believe are bad things to be? And you could also um, journal on this too, like what do I think is bad about other people? Like think about people that trigger you or you just can't stand. What about them can you not stand? What about them do you think is not, is bad? And then look at yourself and be like, is there a part of this within myself that I'm rejecting? And then what aspects of yourself often lead you to feeling guilt or shame? And then just begin to notice throughout your life where you feel shame or guilt or like a bad person. Why is this? What triggered that feeling? Is there a part of yourself that you think is bad or unlovable? Like call it out, write it down. Like this is just, uh, these are just some ideas is the th questions you could ask yourself and just be, you don't have to like take action right away. Just set the intention to be aware of where these things appear in your life. So the next step is looking at all these aspects of yourself that you denied. So maybe you could just start creating a list of all these aspects of yourself that you're rejecting or you think are bad. And you don't have to believe right away that these things aren't bad. You can you can still look at this list and be like, I don't think these things are good. That's fine. Like it's gonna it's a process to reintegrating these things. So the next step is figuring out where you first thought these aspects of you were bad. Like, where did you first pick up the belief that these things were bad? What if these parts of you weren't bad? What if you express these sides of yourself fully? What would happen? How would you feel? How would other people feel? Like, what would be the worst that could happen? And just get curious on why, yeah, on why you think it's bad. Um, so, you know, for my shadow, inconsiderate. Like, I had heard when I was younger, like, um, I would, I heard this from, you know, different family members or people um, just in my, um, in my upbringing would say like, don't be inconsiderate, like that's inconsiderate, like stuff like that. And so I was like, I always had this fear that I was an inconsiderate person at my core. And I was so afraid of being considerate. And so that's where I picked up the idea that it was bad. And um, 
Now I don't believe that anymore. <laughs> so next is, is working on owning these parts of yourself and integrating them back into yourself and loving those parts of yourself. So it's allowing these parts of yourself to be a part of you and releasing the shame. This is a process, which may look like talking to your shadow, um, reminding yourself that you accept yourself fully and completely, and owning the fact that these uh, aspects of you are a part of you and a part of yourself that you accept. And it's okay if, like, at first it's hard to accept these parts of yourself and you just don't believe it. Like, this is just a personal process of, like, figuring out how you can accept these parts of yourself, how you can be okay with these parts of yourself. And this may just look like openly admitting to yourself, oh, yeah, I can be inconsiderate sometimes. Or, oh, yeah, like, I'm sexual. I'm, like you know, working on being more sexually expressed or it might even look like wanting going out and like working on expressing yourself more like in that example of, you know, being afraid of dancing and singing when you were younger. It could look like maybe starting to sing more or starting to speak your truth more just in little ways. And even if it feels really, really uncomfortable, just own it. Own the fact that it feels uncomfortable, too. You could be like, yeah, like, I'm working on expressing myself more, and it doesn't feel natural to me. It feels uncomfortable, and I feel like I'm going to annoy someone. Like, just own it. Own the shame that you feel, and, you know, proceed anyway. Because a lot of times, you know, our shadow will, might never completely go away. We might always feel this fear that these repressed parts of ourselves are still bad. Like, I still will have this fear Probably that um, I'm an inconsiderate person or will come up for me sometimes or that something I said was like really inconsiderate and, you know, I should have been more considerate, right? And sometimes maybe that is true and it's also okay to admit like, yeah, okay, I could have done better. Um, like if we heavily repress those parts of ours, if I like heavily repress that part of my inconsiderate nature, I might also heavily defend that I'm not that way. So if I like accidentally do say something that maybe is did hurt someone and maybe that I do need to take personal responsibility for it. If I repress that part of myself, I may avoid that personal responsibility. I may be like, no, I didn't say anything wrong, you know? Whereas if I've owned that part, I'm like, oh yeah, like I'm, sometimes I'm a little inconsiderate and I'm sorry about that. And then you can take full responsibility for that and move on. Instead of, instead of feeling shame about it and trying to run from it and, you know, it's all about just accepting and loving ourselves and knowing that we're imperfect and knowing that it's okay to be imperfect. Um, and yeah, integrating the shadow, it's just a process of becoming aware of what we disown within ourselves, integrating them back into ourselves and allowing ourselves to love the fullness of who we are. And so with that, that is today's episode. I just want to urge you to get curious about your triggers, what you judge in other people, what you don't like about yourself. Um, the first step is always awareness. You don't need to integrate your full shadow today, but let this episode be maybe your introduction to shadow work or just more information on shadow work for you. Um, and tune in next week for another episode and DM me on Instagram if you liked this episode. I changed my Instagram name again. I'm in the beginning phases of my coaching business, so I'm still trying to even out the pieces. So on Instagram, my name now is What's Up? It's Megs. I think that one will probably stick for a while. So DM me on there if you like this episode or want to have a conversation. And thanks for tuning in. <laughs>